0: Marketing Made Easy, the podcast on this episode.
1: Do we should we yeah, grab a no. coffee? I'll pick your brains, or can you help with this project and that project? And so to be successful, you have to say no. I'm happy to say no to things I don't want to do. Do you know what I mean? Like if somebody invites me to a christening, the answer is no. I've got no interest. I couldn't think of anything. Well, I'll just buy you a present and not go. Now
0: here are your
2: hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin.
1: Hello, Anita
0: Baldwin and Anna Geary here from the Get Savvy Club, and this is the Marketing Made Easy podcast. So this week, um, I'm excited to tell you that we have been interviewing someone called Paul Rowlett. Now, Paul runs a global business called Everything Branded and he's um, a local Leicester man. So he's in our hometown. um, And we talked to him about uh, starting his business, the things that he did well, the things that went badly for him. He also told us about why he's spending $20,000 a month at the moment and not getting anything for it, um, what he's going to do about that. He um, told us about his best business book, which is one I haven't read. So I need to um, invest in that and you can win that if you want. Anna will tell you more about that at the end. And um, we also asked him the question we ask everybody, which is what makes you savvy? So you can find out what he thinks makes him savvy. It's a great interview, even if I say so myself. (laughs) Okay, let's get into it.
2: If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe.
1: Welcome, Paul.
2: Hello. Thanks for having me on anyway. Cheers.
1: Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, Obviously, we've been connected for what feels like forever um, because we are Mm. we actually are all based in Leicester. Uh, But every time I speak to you or see you, it feels like your business has got bigger or you've got into a different country and the randomness of it. Um, But if you want to tell us a bit about about yourself and um, what, what it is that your business actually does.
2: Right, so in a nutshell, quite simple. You know, our name says it all. We brand everything. You know, not trying to reinvent the wheel there. So we sell everything from promotional goods to also retail as well. We also offer fulfillment services, in-house design, um, and we're based in um, America, Las Vegas, and Leicester. Obviously, two aligned cities there. Just the same, aren't yeah. they? Very similar. I mean, if you've ever yeah, been yeah, what happens areas, in Leicester and all that? <laughs> yeah, we won't go into that one. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we do print promotion, and we we try to offer to our customers not just if you want to um, buy pens or mugs or the, the stuff that's not as sexy, you could say, we want to offer you a reason to buy. So we offer you the design service, the consultancy based service where you can give us a business card. We'll redraw it free and we'll give you you know every reason to buy, not to not buy. If That makes sense. Um, with 100,000 plus customers in the UK now, 50,000 in America. You know, it's been been a bit of a crazy 10 years, to be fair. But it was our 10th, officially 10th year in April this year. So no party, sadly, for 2020. But I think, to be honest, though, the biggest part is actually being here talking to you. You know, if I went back to March, I mean, it was squeaky bum time. You know, Mm -hmm. I I, I supply trade shows, events and exhibitions. Not really the best investment at this time of year. So it was scary times. Why everything branded then? What
0: made you set up this business?
2: I was in the Royal Navy went into sales totally random didn't like being bossed around joined the um went into direct sales so learned my kind of skill or craft as you say and that that was um, anything from knocking doors to in-house selling home improvements the old double glazing kind of thing
1: yeah same background uh, as me
2: do you know what i mean i've said before right it's one of the best industries to learn real sales when you yeah. can get someone to make a decision on the day when it was an interest not an impulse but you know it, it's a it's a it's an art form And I enjoyed it, did quite well at that for a few years, went to work into B2B, hit hard times, uh, really dark days, you know, drink, drink, drugs, party, way too hard, way too hard. And, um, you know, ended up losing my house. And ultimately, then I worked for an office depot, got into B2B sales, sorted myself out. And then I worked for a competitor. Well, not competitor now, but they actually are based in Leicester. And um, sadly, they didn't choose to pay me. Um, hmm. On some jobs that I did. So it, it kind of made me think, well, previous to that, I was selling Google advertising and I learned a lot about Google marketing and stuff, and I quite enjoyed it. And I thought, well, I'm in a market now selling promotional goods. It's sustainable. It's repeat. It's a steady margin. You know, why not combine the two rather than cold call businesses? you know use that mini experience i had and that's where i launched everything branded and i started from a bedroom dressing table or whatever you want to call it or tables you know but basically started from a dusty laptop and then you know now you know i'm talking to you fantastic ladies what can i say this is the highlight of my life this is
1: it doesn't get better than this to be honest (laughs) you're only gonna go downhill from now on you just think well that's
0: a job i can work for myself and make money or did you have a vision of having a global business
2: i can't work for people i've been sacked for every job i've had yeah. you know apart from the yeah. royal navy because that's a different kind of role but um i just can't take direction and that's why i think i was always going to end up running my own business whether it's a one-man band or or whatever you know that's how it was and then um I've always been interested. So I've always grown up watching the, you know, Dragon's Den and, and programs that I just like business. I like selling. I like doing a deal. I used to sell second-hand clothes at school, car washing. I've always worked hard in sales. And then obviously the internet's come along and it kind of gives you the opportunity to, you know, you can be a multi-millionaire from your bedroom nowadays, can't you?
1: What I love about your business is um, if if you are a, a startup, maybe if you've, you've got your own business, you've just started out and you haven't got your branding, you haven't got your logo, you you know you want to get some merchandise because you're going to go and hit an expo or whatever it may be, then you can just come to you and get it all done, all like in one go. My
2: average order value for the UK business is about £700, right? So we, we, are, we don't deal with the national – well, we do, obviously, but the, the actual bread and butter is our small – um, small SMEs, if you want to call it, if that actually exists, small SME. Um, so there's a lot of them people haven't got a design department, haven't mm. got a design background. Mm. Right. I will literally if you want to walk in here on a Friday at three o'clock in the afternoon, you can sit with a designer, you know, and free of charge. You can take them designs away statistically you're probably going to end up buying offers let's be honest but you know i want to make it easy for people you know if you want to ring us up for a free design i'm not going to charge you 30 quid an hour we'll do it because that's what that's what creates service and and it builds a customer base so we want to make it easy for people because design can be very daunting and um and I do also know that when you buy once or twice, you'll come back. So there is a benefit there as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you make it yeah. easy for people, they'll always want to buy from you, won't they?
2: Yeah, that's that's that that's the main reason. So
0: anyway, you started 10 years ago and now global yes. business, you've survived yeah. um, you know, lockdown and um, COVID. you're coming out the other side, you're still going. Um, So what would you put down your success to? Do you make really fast decisions? Are you innovative or, you know, what is it that you think you've got?
2: I I mean, obviously, personally, I'm a very driven person, but also, I mean, we've also been very disruptive. You know, Um, I've always embraced technology. I was the first person in the UK to understand Google shopping rules where you can advertise single items, um, a unit cost rather than a total basket price. I did that about seven years ago. And um, no one in my industry did. And now I've got people turn over a lot more than me have copied me years down the line. Mm. So that gave me a bit of a boost. Um, opportunities. I mean, there's a, I don't know if you know about a story about the Jubilee, but years ago, I um, we had the Queen's Jubilee come to Leicester and um, I was approached by the council to do promo products for the Queen's Jubilee, Queen's Visit, which is great. You know, a lot smaller company, couldn't really afford it. Rather than do the job, I donated them. And then I got a link from the Leicester Council on their website telling we were the preferred supplier for leicestershire which we weren't but i got the link i then got that sense everything every school in leicester which means i was inundated with m- m- jubilee mugs bookmarks bags you name it and at the time um it gave me the finances to kind of expand the business so i'm yeah. always looking for an opportunity you know i, take I mean as well. I've, I've took some big gambles and i've got to be straight with you now i mean Three years ago, we three and a bit years ago, we got invited into the American market by winning an award, went over there, met suppliers, big gamble, really. See, we we did overcook it. We expanded quick. Cost us a lot of money, right? We had to have houses over there, expenses. But we did have a plan. So we did that. We expanded it. Our first proper year, did, just under $14 million turnover, profitable, but making losses due to capital expenditure, you know, um, mm. because we bought all our customers. We then expanded to a new bigger office, which we signed in September last year, uh, $1.2 million agreement to us, a commitment, again, making some losses. But this is the year where we would turn it around because it's all about putting our, I suppose you could lay in our foundations for the future. All good. Mm. So we do that. And then guess what happens? COVID hit. So I've got mm. a team of 25. Well, I had a team of eight people in America, eight on the training course, We had our UK training team, we had a house agreed over there, everything ready for this year, all sorted. I then have to fly back my UK training team, make all the staff redundant. I've now currently got an office sitting in Las Vegas with room for 65 people empty and it's costing me $20,000 a month. Now, luckily we can run the business from the UK. So we've expanded our UK-based American team and that is actually generating the turnover needed to pay for that office. So even though it's kind of wastage, you know, we are still managed to cover those costs. So it's all forecasted. That's an example where I, I, I do, me, I'll always be, I want to be disruptive. I want to annoy people in my industry because yeah. if i'm annoying them i'm getting under their skin i
1: know you do annoy and people as well don't you
2: let's be honest people don't like richard branson people don't like elon musk you know I, I quite happily take that hate if i was the same level as them
1: in terms of marketing then marketing your business you've kind of done some different things and have you done them to market yourself or have you done them just because you're interested in doing that particular thing so you were on the channel four series weren't you secret teacher yeah, i
2: i got approached by that it was totally out of the blue we got a, a, mm-hmm. an email from the production company saying that um they'd saw something about the business and you know put myself out there so I, obviously I've highlighted that and they said what do you reckon about doing that and I was like well yeah why not something's doing it did
1: you do it because you want well, your business or did you just do it because you thought it was a really interesting opportunity to go personally
2: I- it was for personal development I thought why not let's see what happens mm. put yourself out there and it's just a challenge for me and then the story behind it is the, the amazing thing is you get to, I got to find like Louis, who actually joined the company from the TV show, so one of the kids. Yeah. And um, we also support the school today and also have supported them in the past. Um, and also Courtney, one of the girls, she was supported. And there was another kid not featured called Joe. So, you know, these the are future entrepreneurs. And, you know, they're, they're people that need a bit of a boost. It was very rewarding, but very hard.
1: I would do it because I'm the type of person that goes, go on, I'll do it. But, like... Uh, not many, like, areas of society scare me, but teenagers do a bit. And also, you just going in, like, not yourself, but just be pretending you're thinking about becoming a, a teacher. I have got a It was so
2: real. Yeah, it was. I mean, the negative side, it actually cost a lot of money as well. We donated a lot mm. to um, mm. the, the school and stuff like that. So that was... Something you get carried away with the moment, as they call Where it. Where was the school um, that you went to? Um it was down Hillby Turnford down south. You know, if you get a chance to oh, okay. watch it, it was it was it's it's yeah. good, it's, it's, a good yeah. series, it's a good series to when be fair. It's good series. When do these opportunities
0: there. walk into your life? You've got to go for it, haven't you? How many
2: people have ideas that are just ideas? You've got to yeah. do something, you know. Yeah. Um the opportunity to go into America for us, I promise you, looking at this camera now. If it wasn't for America, I'd be out of business. We would not have survived COVID. Oh, we would really not survive really? our UK business. On the when it hit, we dropped ultimately about ninety-five percent in the end. At the height of it, and that was so i had to to, winning an award. I won an yeah. industry award for Distributor of the Year, which is um, voted by suppliers. They invited me over to America. I went to Chicago, met suppliers, um did the old kind of get your fingers dirty, literally starting afresh and we tested it i mean not any business always do proof of concept before you invest we did that in the uk working to one in the morning talking to suppliers um, and we got the products right we got the bidding right we got the marketing right and and we started to kind of get it working we've got the customers got the trust etc but with america anyone who's worked in america or got got experience it is about relationships they love mm-hmm. their face to face you know Zoom's great yeah. but when you're a UK business, being as disruptive as I am, and I'm not Mr. Corporate, can I have a 50 grand credit limit? Uh, rather not. You know, you've got to get face to face. So we went over there, went to trade shows, did the old smooching and um, got support because we've got a good history in the UK. And it, it went well. But on the negative side, you've got UK that's losing money every day at the moment.
0: When time to hard, the first thing to be cut is marketing because they're not valuing it. And that's just endemic in the UK, I no, think. No. I'm always surprised
2: why people won't spend money on their brand, but the end of the day, not everyone believes in it, I suppose
1: i suppose yeah that is the other thing they don't have that they, they worry no. don't they about and one of the first we're well, to say this being a marketing company but you shouldn't <laughs> cut back on your marketing costs that's the last thing you should be doing where when times are harder you need to be marketing more get to get more business not cut back on that it's crazy yeah. But get a return that, for it. you
0: know don't just throw the money out make sure you're getting a return for it but
2: don't cut the cost back but you know what it's about adding value as well at the moment i mean the, the weakness i saw in my business through through this crisis is the fact is we're a distributor of b2b products right and obviously no one plans for a pandemic but one sector that's absolutely rocketed through this pandemic is the b2c market for e-commerce as you can imagine amazon but yeah. also personalization yeah i've obviously got network a network of printers doing stuff for funky pigeon and the larger brands and they've never been so busy they're absolutely rewriting the growth books because everyone's sending birthday or oh, get well cards or cushions i love you grandma see you soon etc because that's how we are i looked at my business and i thought we need to get involved in that that sector because it covers every base because at christmas we see a 70 percent drop we do every every christmas Mm. so the b2c market which is very fluid at christmas we need to get involved so i i I basically have launched a website called everythingprinted.com working with um, not just uk suppliers also european And that's launching in a couple of days. It actually should have gone live on Monday, quite embarrassed. But we had some tech problems. But we're talking days away now. And that's going to give our customers now the ability to not only buy one pen, but they can buy a cushion for their grandma. And on phase two of the launch, they'll actually be able to put it on account as well. So that's our kind of USP with it. So it's B2B. You can have a B2B biz Business account on a B2C platform, yeah. That's so, yeah,
0: awesome. presumably, got the infrastructure set up,
2: so you might as well do that. Businesses out there, if you're sitting there burying your head in the sand, right, it ain't going to pay the bills, it's not going to pay the bills. You've got to look yeah. at your business and see what you can do. I would sell sausage rolls for this business if it meant keeping people employed, you know. We all would, yeah. surely, you know. Watch out, Greg. And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll absolutely focus on how do I keep people employed. We've, we're back up to sixty-eight people now in the business, right? We had over a hundred before Christmas, um, and we, we cut because of how the demand is now. I can't bring any more people back. I just can't.
1: Just to say, you didn't stop your social media either, did you? Throughout this time, look, you were you're were still there. How many people at the
2: moment? Go back a couple of months. How many people do sell gin selfies in the garden? Look at the summer. This is the way of living, right? Yeah. The reality is. I was building two new brands, everythingprinted.com, everything Mm. digital. I was talking to suppliers, you know, that's the difference, right? And And these businesses, why would, you know, you're sitting in the garden sunbathing with your head buried in the sun, get on LinkedIn, do some personal branding, connect with people, because you know what? This is not a holiday. We, we've not even got the financial pain yet. The pain's coming in February, March when the credit card bills land and the, and the, yeah. the crown debt, like VAT, starts hitting you. You know, and when you can't have your holiday on your mortgage anymore. Yeah, when no, your,
1: holiday, no. your mortgage holiday's gone and you're, you know. Yeah, that, and then everyone's been, look,
2: paint your fence, get your decor done. You know, no holiday. Trust me you've got directors losing their jobs. And when those directors lose their jobs, they go after jobs at middle management and middle management for lower management. And then to, you know, as it goes in, in the, in the, in the kind of pyramid.
1: One thing we always ask people when they come on here is um, what if they've got a book recommendation, because we actually give away a free book every single podcast episode, as long as somebody rates and reviews and subscribes to our podcast, they're in a prize draw and they get to win the book that's recommended. So which book would you recommend for somebody to um read to do with either marketing or business? Business. what's your kind of favorite business book
2: it's a classic anyway screw it's let do it screw it, let's do it with uh, richard branson one of the first books oh, okay. you, know, oh, you, yeah. you know um that's always been my attitude you know i've i've actually been to necker island and met richard branson spent time with Hi. him and i yeah i actually did i went five days out of seven with him and i and he was a really you nice like guy and I,
1: yeah i do, do you,
2: like you know I know, I know he's marmite but so is a lot of people like myself probably but um and i i genuinely got that that idea that you know it was one of my things i wanted to do and i've done it and i'm glad i did it and um he has the literally the screw it let's do it i know he might have a rich family i know he had you know he had a bit of money in background you know etc but i do think too many people have too much strategy meetings, too much fluff right if you've got yeah. an idea all you've got yeah. to do an idea is do proof of concept cost it up what's the worst that can happen and just do it
0: eight are wrong and two are okay you've still done two exactly
2: great exactly yeah mm. screw it obviously don't risk everything don't put everything on red you know etc but what i'm saying is you've just that's that's the book i'd recommend it's the fact of screw it let's do it and that, that's that's how i think and i like the fact that you know he doesn't like ties in his business and you know and he's very passionate about what he does so um that's that's the book I would recommend for a startup. And everyone, a good... It's just a good read as well. I mean, I've got to be honest, I didn't read it. I listened to the audiobook though, so I've
0: lied. Oh, I just but, claim um... I listened to an <laughs> audio book yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. It's a good use of your time listening to audiobooks when you're in the car or you're out walking. Yeah, over. yeah, definitely, like, definitely. Definitely. But he has
2: got he has got some good work, good ways, uh, good ones out. And um I, I just think, you know, a lot of people hate him. But um from a, my personal opinion, I, I I thought the guy was nice, honest, and um and he definitely has you know, at his age, he's still passionate. I know it's easier when you're a billionaire to kind of have these kind of ambitions like space and stuff, you know, we all love mm-hmm. that. But at the same time, he doesn't need to do it, does he? He's driven no. because he wants to do it. And I like the fact that, screw it, let's do it. I bet if we said he wants to go to Mars or something, he'd be like, ah, why not, I'll give it a go. You know, that's how he is. And I think mm-hmm. we need to, as people, if you've got a business and you sell, I don't know, you sell bread, but you want to start selling rolls, why not? Screw it, let's do it. You know, yeah. that's a bad example, by the way. But you know yeah, what I mean? just give it a go if you've got if you've got a if you've got your main business give for example now we do b2b i've launched b2c lucky i've got a team that can help me do that fast and we're doing it quick but why not? It's another. It's another. Yeah, but you're you're sensor. taking
1: marketing op- opportunities in, in in with that as well because I've seen that on like our uh, LinkedIn. I've seen that you've done. You know, you've had your you, your makeshift studio to do to do the um, photography yeah. and things, and so it's kind of you're you're promoting it without even paying any money to promote it on social media as Because well, you're documenting yeah, yeah. the changes that you're making. Because
2: in business, right, the word like screw it's let screw it. Let's do it. Right. It's not just about marketing and, and business, is it? It's about life. Because yeah, if you worry too much about if I do it what will happen what's Mm. the point you know you've got to live haven't you i've made loads of mistakes we launched a business years ago not a business but a brand called let's personalize in the b2c market like everythingprinted.com and i did exactly the same mindset i gave it a go and we failed right it wasn't a business it was a brand within the business but but at least i I, you know at least i you know had a go at that you know i bit my toe in that market we weren't the right time we didn't have the cash to do it and um but I'm now a little bit of experience that now fast forward, I'm now launching in B2C with the right team. So if I had not had the mindset, screw it, let's do it then. Who's to say I wouldn't have done this? You know, it's a little bit of experience. Yeah, that was the same. It market. is about mindset, So. Yeah. It is, it is, it is. And, um, but obviously it's balanced as well. If you're ever going to launch a business, you've got to do proof of concept, understand your competitors and your market size, haven't you? So, but it comes down to one thing. If you don't market it, you won't sell.
1: Yeah, definitely. Do you think like people can learn this then? You know, like how you say you sort of just take action, you see something, you think, right, okay, I'm going to do that. Can this be, is it just something that's in you? Or do you think people can actually learn to be able to do that?
2: Well, I'll tell you what. One tip, straight away, that I took from someone a lot more, a lot more, you know, experience in business than me, and that's meetings, meetings. So when you say learn, it's like how many times do you walk into a meeting. If if anyone's listening to this, you've got a corporate meeting, and you walk in, and you're you're maybe the decision maker if you are the decision maker, and then three people are in the meeting. And honestly, if you stop and think, because I don't like that. I always I used to have um, marketing manager come in with the assistant come in, and I'm thinking self. You know, you have too many people doing fluff in meetings. Screw it, let's do it. You get mm. the person in who's going to make the decision, use the other person to kind of benefit the business. Because they all sit around, la de da, yes, yes, no, no. Just get in done, dusted, off your pot.
1: On and your I'm time not. and so, money as well. Yeah, exactly. We had it all the time.
2: <laughs> I would have I'll give another example. A supplier would come in to sell their products. Bear in mind, they are we're the customer of theirs. And they would then come in. And I'm walking to a meeting, I would see three sales a manager who manages the sales in the meeting but why because they <laughs> those are profit centers that make money to keep them important it's an you know? easy life
0: for them though isn't it it's a day out it's it is it
2: is and that's what Remember. i'm telling you now if you have meetings and you listen to this as a business owner mm. limit the people that go into your meetings it's not needed it's really not you can yeah. brainstorm later in your board meeting or you can have your huddles but when it comes to actually having these meetings where meeting after meeting after meeting you don't need it,
1: you yeah, know. I remember plan actually, the, first, and get it the done. first time we spoke, uh, Paul. I think what happened was uh, someone had said you were looking to recruit, and I think I caught, It was so funny because I think I just I just called you and I said, "Yeah, you're looking to recruit. That's what I do. What like, let's get on with this kind of thing." It was cool to be able to be part of that you know everything branded and when you very first it was when you were right yeah, we start we still it got, we still you got that building him, actually you? yeah you were just yeah, expanding. yeah we have, we have
2: we are actually actively looking at getting out of that lease because we're trying to consolidate yeah. the company but the problem is we bought another another thing I took a tip actually this is from when I was on um, on necker island is a, a really experienced person told me knowing the kind of person I am after we got talking and the personality and people always underestimate what they can achieve and I was one of them people because we had this 6,000 square foot office and I've just signed the lease. And this this great lady, and she's still a friend of a friend, but we're, not, we're not as close now because I don't see her as often, but um, she said to me, she says, Paul, you need a bigger place, right? I was like, I can't afford it. She says, yeah, but trust me, I know what you like, you're driven and what you've done so far, you're gonna need a bigger place because you outgrow. Anyway, fast forward, what happened was we basically moved into there 6,700 square foot. America did a lot faster growth than we thought and we outgrew it. So I was stuck into a lease, we then took a 14,000 square foot office and we grew, you know, we grew to over hundred people here and um, business going upwards. And I remember ringing her and saying, do you know what? If I just listened to you now, because I'm now paying liabilities on this office, but because if I had the vision and the balls to go another step, to you know, mm-hmm. believe in what you can achieve, I wouldn't, I would have saved a lot of money. So it's weird how, you know, listening to better people than you, it's key, yeah. isn't it? It's key. Yeah. And uh, And and I've still got that office now and I want to get rid of it. So if you girls want to expand, I can do a good deal. Two years (laughs) left on the list. Sometimes people (laughs) get a
0: step removed from your business and can see it objectively and can see the kind of personality you are and just go. Because she's more
2: experienced. She was more experienced than me. And I was naive. And I thought, that's big enough. I'm going to do this. But actually, then you see what can happen with reorders and understanding, you know, forecasting properly and, you know, uh, breaking down your marketing to granular level to see what happens if I do this. I didn't do that because I was, I was spinning plates at the time.
1: Do you see yourself ultimately ending up living in Vegas or staying here in Las No,
2: no, no. So, no, um, not long term, no. This has always been my home, I suppose. And, and I can, I've can i got people, I've got, I've got a host of managers who want to go over there and do training anyway, as you can imagine. So it's not, yeah. not a bad, bad little thing.
1: And one of the questions that we ask everybody on this podcast, because we're the Get Savvy Club, is what makes you savvy? And you can take that however way you want.
2: What makes me savvy? I um, I like to. What makes me savvy is I like to push myself. I like to push my personal challenges. Sometimes I go too far. Sometimes I annoy people. Sometimes I don't. But ultimately, you know, my my thought process and my heart's in the right place, and I am trying to grow a business. I've created jobs. So what makes me savvy is I'm very driven. Is that yeah. the right word? Yeah, I'm
1: no, very so that's driven. Not really
2: content. You know, I'm very driven. And that's the Mm. thing, is that I can see an opportunity with my business, is that we can be 100 million plus turnover because I have the market and I have the brand and I have the actual kind of model. The only thing stopping me is sadly a crisis at the moment, (laughs) but also time. But but when that's done, when that...
1: Yeah, but once that, you know, it's done, the the sky's the limit, isn't it, really? I've had opportunities through
2: crisis as well, like some wanted me to get involved with one of these gift boxes that get sent out. The the old Paul would have been like, yeah, let's do that. Let's be partners. And then you spread yourself so thinly. You have to Mm. concentrate on what's the core. And I, I was terrible at that. I would say yes to anything. I can't,
1: yeah, same like, with me. To, Literally, like I, anybody I, said, "Why well, do you have a meeting? Or do, do we should we yeah, grab no. a coffee? I will pick your brains, or can you help with this project and that project?" And it's yeah, it, you can't be successful. You have to uh, you have to say no. And even thing is, I'm happy to say no to things I don't want to do. Do you know what I mean? Like if anybody invites me to a christening, the, the answer is no. I've got no interest. I couldn't think of anything. Well, I'll just buy you a present and the kid a present and not go. But um, but. Like uh, anything that's something business related or sounds fun, I'd say yes to because I want to do it. But actually it's not the savvy thing to do to say yes to all of those things because you do spread yourself too thin and actually you don't end up helping them really in the long run anyway, do you?
2: I've learned with my business is that you've got to add profit centers to fix costs. So I've got an FD, I've got an MD, I've got ops, I've got all that. The, The whole marketing team's here. Now, if I launch a digital brand selling sausage rolls online frozen, I can because I've got a team to run it. My cost to launch that is peanuts, really. Yeah. I'm not going to. I don't know why I keep bringing sausage rolls out. <laughs>
1: Are um, you hungry? Um,
2: yeah, I am, actually. But I'm on a fasting day today. This is my fasting oh, day. Oh, that's why, a then. You've got sausage rolls. Yeah, that's I'm starving. Right? Now I'm dreaming about sausage <laughs> rolls. But, but it's true. It's like, um, you know, um, everyone, you've got to, especially at the moment, you know, add profit. Add any way to make money to your fixed costs. It's a golden. And I've done it with this business. And when we had Italy and we had France and we had Germany digitally ran from the UK and Leicester, you know, there's, the only benefit to that is I bring down my fixed costs. And people forget that, you know, you don't need to keep launching businesses. You can always have a business, then create ad brands. I never want to be customer facing I want to be always digital because I don't know it's a scary thought customer facing businesses with what's going on at the moment
1: thank you so much for coming on really no, appreciate it no problem cheers
2: girls if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe
1: brilliant interview uh really good speaking to Paul obviously as Anita said earlier is originally from our hometown Leicester started it literally in his um I think he said like his front room or something and has built it up to a global business so he's got even though he is wasting money on uh, Vegas at the moment having to pay out 20 grand but that's that's what happens in business you take risks and you know uh, they offset each other so he's getting lots of business right now from the Americans albeit not physically in America right now but that that will change Um, as we said you can win a book um, the book that he shouted out um, all you need to do is screenshot this episode um, and send us rate this rate this podcast review this podcast subscribe to it um, and tag us in any social media platform you like Instagram's probably easiest but at Get Savvy Club um, but you, if you are struggling with that and you want to just email us you can email us at info at Get Savvy Club too so that's fantastic and we'll catch up with you all soon take care bye bye
0: that was Marketing Made Easy the podcast from Get Savvy Club if you enjoyed it join our Facebook group Just search Get Savvy Club.